Ooh. You'll lose your tightness in a few days. It's just nerves, that's all. I just can't get on a shifting my feet. I missed the bag completely today in the third inning. They'd only let you play second base where you belong. We've got Burrell at second base. First is where they need me. But if you can't get on to it, honey, and it worries it's you... It's got me worried, all right. And it's got me where I'm not hitting, either. Anyhow, you're still the best base runner. They can't take that away from you. Yeah, but you can't steal first. Ow! You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. Um, for this episode, we're... I don't think we really planned it this way, uh, aside from like the, the Chadwick Boseman connection. Um we're going to discuss the Jackie Robinson story uh, starring Jackie Robinson himself and also 42, the 2013 uh, film, uh, the, 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 the biopic, the biopic. But I guess upon watching this, uh, I found it interesting that in the Jackie Robinson story, he uh, once played for a team called Black Panther. And Peter, uh, you should, you should just faked it, man. Cause I also was like, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I was like, what a, you I, know, we can play that clip at the beginning. Well, um, I don't put very well. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was something that I don't think either one of us knew. But when I saw that, I was like, aha, we look like geniuses now. We have our Black Panther tie-in, other than the lead actor, of course, from 42. Well, you do, only because uh, you do the pairings. Uh, but uh, uh, and, Sir, you, know, you came up with yes. Twilight Fifty Shades, which has been <laughs> surprisingly popular. Doing listeners. very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I check it, the numbers are going up. It's crazy. Uh, doing... Much better than like some some of the uh, other episodes I've enjoyed, but um, you know it's you know it is February, so we got Black History Month as well. Um, so you know this this uh, I, I think this is going to be a very fun uh, episode for sure. Uh, so I guess we'll just jump right into it. Uh, the Jackie Robinson story. This is um, it came out in 1950. I I know very little of Jackie Robinson. Baseball is probably my least favorite sport to watch, um, and what I mean. To watch, I, I don't watch it at all. And uh, I mean, the Winter Olympics are going on currently. There's some pretty strange sports. Like my wife had it on this morning. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? What are they? <laughs> what are they competing at? So there are lesser sports than baseball, Peter. I'll put that as my defense. Well, what's that one called where they're like uh, sweeping in front of the the rumba? What, what is that? You know, curling. You know what I'm talking is about? Curling? The disc. I guess so. People, what is actually, that? people get into that. I don't know if they watch it year round, but I, I don't know. I know people whenever we have these like Olympic style games, that seems to be the one people will find very amusing. Um, I would watch it for about a minute and be like, huh, I didn't know that existed. And then I'd put it in a movie probably. I, I, I still don't get it. I mean, baseball, like you hit a ball and you run. That makes sense. Kind of, you know, I mean, running <laughs> from base to base is almost like a fast break, you know, in, in basketball. So I, I kind of get it. Uh, I like you trying to break but, baseball down in basketball terms. <laughs> hey, that's the only break. way I can understand this stuff. Uh, all right, Jackie Robinson. So he stars himself. Ruby D plays his wife, Ray, uh, short for Rachel. Minor Watson plays Branch Ricky in this movie. Who is is he the uh, the owner, right? Of the owner Brooklyn of the Dodgers. Dodgers. Yep. Okay, so Paul Allen to me uh, for the trope, just so I can understand <laughs> this stuff. Um, so in this movie, you know, we kind of this really just chronicles. Jackie Robinson as a young boy leading up to his career uh, in the minor, no, I'm sorry, Major League Baseball, MLB. 
and um, and it kind of ends abruptly when they I, I guess they feel that uh, at at this point in baseball that it's going to change. You know, they're going to start incorporating more uh, Negroes into Major League, I suppose. I mean, he goes to Washington and, and has a talk. So um, a very simple and short biopic, uh, this 1950 film. Not uh, dramatized in, I guess, what we'd expect from typical movie fashion, which you're going to get a little bit in 42, in particular when it comes to the actual playing of baseball. Um, in the Jackie Robinson story, it's pretty much <laughs> watch Jackie hit and watch him throw and catch. Uh, not too dynamic as far as the way they they filmed this this stuff. But in the two 2000- thousand like best of plays, you know, is really I especially what it's like, like his basketball scenes from college. Yeah, where it just shows him running, no doing the same layup motion over and over, but you never <laughs> actually see like anyone else on the court. Uh, right, kind of amusing. Maybe not as it was the, intended. That must be a fast break too. Right, that I was mean, him practicing his <laughs> fast break skills uh, for uh, baseball. Yeah, so in uh, 2013, we have this film written and directed by Brian Helgeland, which is a little bit weird. I don't know if you are familiar with him, Peter, but he, I think he won an Oscar for L.A. Confidential for the screenplay there, and he did uh, Payback with Mel Gibson. So he typically, when I see his name, I think crime movies. That's what he's been involved with. Um, but here we have him entering into the sports biopics or realm with Chadwick Boseman, as we mentioned from, uh, you know, I guess most famously now from Black Panther that did, I don't know, $2 billion or whatever it did opening weekend as we're recording this. He plays Jackie Robinson and the owner that you mentioned, Branch Rickey, uh, here, which a lot of the scenes are fairly similar. I would say that's probably the most similar thing between these two films are the conversations that the owner of the Dodgers has with Jackie Robinson. Here he's played by Harrison Ford. Branch, it's Herb. Hello, Herb. What can I do for you? Branch, how long have we known each other? Oh, 20 years, maybe more. Now, I'm afraid that we're not going to be able to take the field against your team if that boy's in uniform. Why is that, Herb? His name is Jackie Robinson, by the way. Yeah, Branch, I understand he's got a name, but we're just not ready for that sort of thing here in Philadelphia. Well, what you do with your team is your decision, Herb. But my team's going to be in Philadelphia tomorrow with Robinson. And if we have to claim the game as a forfeit, so be it. That's nine to zero. In case you forgot. You know what, Branch, you've had a hell of a hair across your ass over this for a long time, and I'd like to know what it is you think you're trying to prove. You think God likes baseball, Herb? What, what the hell is that supposed to mean? It means someday you're going to meet God, and when he inquires as why you didn't take the field against Robinson in Philadelphia, and you answer that it's because he was a Negro, it may not be a sufficient reply. Not too subtle fashion either. He's pretty, he's pretty over the top uh, in, in this role. <laughs> Playing sort of a, I don't know, Harrison Ford, I guess, has sort of a, uh, cantankerous reputation anyway uh and so he's kind of playing like a, a grouchy old man especially when he's dealing with people who are bigots in this film he has no no time or place for him here he he gets to basically threaten to fire or trade anyone who is going to treat uh, mr robinson with any disrespect so um i would say you know watching these two the uh, the, the first thing to that we could probably talk about is the fact that you know are, are we going to come out and say that uh Chadwick Boseman is a better Jackie Robinson than Jackie Robinson himself because usually on these original remakes we're talking about like we'll talk about the casting the actors 
I think it's a, it's a little bit uncomfortable this time, Peter, because we're going to have to talk about a man who's not an actor playing himself. And can we question the way he plays himself? Like, he knows himself better than Chadwick Boseman, but, uh, uh, yeah, not, uh, they play it very differently, I think, in these two films. Oh, sure. I mean, but you also got to look at the times. I mean, I was surprised to see the original being from 1950. I, I, again, I thought it was later. I, I didn't know when Jackie Robinson played. That's, that's like just my naivete. Three years into his baseball career, and they're making the movie. About right. Because, well, and um, at least I, I know in 42, yeah, we, we see that um, like a lot of the games were in 1947. So by 50, yeah, they, they make this movie, you know, and I, um, I think I saw somewhere at the, at the time he, he was already an all-star. Um, but you're right. I give the year, I believe. Yes, he did. And so, yeah, he's, he, he's not an actor and these, the script, I, I feel like I was watching Leave It to Beaver. You know, it's very G. Willikers. This is Nito, uh, G. Wiz type of dialogue. You know, so it's very like you would see this on. Uh, I don't know. Did they have sitcoms back then? Was that Leave It to Beaver? Did you consider that a sitcom? I guess yeah, so. Yeah. Um, very after-school special kind of. Yeah. Kind of pat. Uh, every scene seems to be like a life lesson that they're giving, but it, this was more of like a social activism film at the time. Obviously, like mm-hmm. it's you know this was this was a uh, still relatively new story, I guess, with him breaking the color barrier in baseball. Um, so I understand it. Um, I would say that you know if you had to, obviously, there's a reason now. That was one of our older questions in the original premise of the show as far as why would you remake the story i think if you're going to show kids now you would play 42 for them you wouldn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't yes. even attempt to throw this on at school because i think most children would probably as you said point out and find it laughable with the the dialogue uh here uh i mean i i, I, side, I, I have a side I, tangent on that though okay what do you think are some modern uh i guess manner of speaking if they were doing live stories from 2018 what do you think is going to sound strange to people you know 50 60 years from now oh gosh i don't know it'd probably start with like maybe the music uh, uh, the music would be different and um you have quite a bit of slang and i think i don't know th- things have changed obviously um yeah, geographically I-, I feel in different parts of the country they speak more so a certain way um, I feel like in the movie 52, in the different places they they played, uh, the opposing audience, I guess, the spectators, they all sounded the same. You know, I couldn't tell the difference between the Philadelphians and the Brook, the Brooklynites. I, I don't know what they're called, but you know what I mean? Like, they all sound the same. They and, sound and, old-timey, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. You know, and uh, the the type of people you see in, like, the, the Superman serials, you know, the, the, the George Reeves days or something. Um, I, I, I feel like this, uh, the, the Jackie Robinson story, it's kind of like a, like an hour, 15 minutes of, uh, the stuff that they would show you in school back in the day, like in the late eighties, early nineties, where you're like, oh man, this is filmed like in the seventies. It's so old. Um, I, I think maybe because it starts and ends with that narration where it sounds like it's supposed to be some kind of like informational, 
uh, video that they show in class. But you know what? I still enjoyed it for for what it was. You know, to take an expression you use on the show, it's it's very matter of fact. It's just going through the bullet points of um, you know at the time at least Jackie Robinson's uh, very short successful career. And you know, I thought I thought it was fine. At forty two, was just a very long dramatic version of it. Yeah, I don't know which side I come down on um, as far as the two because I think that uh, as a, I guess, movie podcaster, first thing you do is look at run times. We're going to watch two of these damn things and compare them. I see two hours and eight minutes for 42. And I was actually telling my wife uh, yesterday, uh, I was like, man, you know, when I, I set these pairings up, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Chadwick Boseman has a big movie coming out. We'll do something for, for Black Panther and hopefully get some clicks, hashtag it there, and it'll be somewhat topical. Um, but then the weekend comes, and I'm like, I just want to watch, like, you know, You've Got Mail or something again. I want to watch something like Light, which that's my answer to everything all the time. And strangely, we've never done You've Got Mail on original remake, even though it's the remake of Shop Around the Corner. I don't, I don't know why. Not yet. But not yet. That's, that's always not yet. It's, it's coming. Um, but then I did watch it, and I got into it again. And I, I really do like uh, Bozeman's performance here quite a bit because I think I was reading that this was uh, heavily involved with um, his his wife um, wanted to sort of shepherd this project along. And there had been different versions. I think Robert Redford was going to produce one where he was going to play Branch Rickey. Uh, Spike Lee in the 90s wanted to do one with Denzel, which would have been perfect for this show because we try to feature Denzel as much as possible on original remake. <laughs> um and you know what she wanted was she didn't want this like a dramatized version of this of his life or his life in baseball for him to uh, her words either be like an angry black man uh or just someone that was just sort of uh not a victim but just sort of a stoic character that never had any feelings or thoughts or responses to the abuse that he was taking and the one thing i'll say about 42 is I do think the way Bozeman plays it and some of the maybe more dramatized moments they give him, like him um, going away and like into uh, almost into the hallway into the locker room and smashing the bat, like they give you some idea of what he was feeling but couldn't show because obviously his sort of secondary job uh, to being a baseball player was he was a symbol and he couldn't. Uh, there's a whole clip where uh, there's a whole scene where Branch Rickey is saying that, you know, he has to have the guts to not fight back. And so I think that's a delicate balance to play. You know, one thing with the, the Jackie Robinson story, that movie is that you're, you're seeing the way Jackie Robinson's playing himself is he's still sort of playing that part of someone that is very noble, never lashes out. You know, he's, he's very calm and collected. Um, I think that's a little bit harder to make a two hour movie especially when you're seeing a little bit more of his personal life. If you just saw him being calm, cool and collected all times, you would think, is this guy a robot? What's wrong with him? Like, how is he? Right. So I think 42 does a pretty good balance of that, but it certainly does lose on the count of being matter of fact. It's hard to beat the movie. That's like an hour and 10 minutes. (laughs) Jackie Robinson story. It is pretty much just getting to the point of the matter. Yeah, 42 takes a little bit of focus off of his like uh, hot-headedness, except for that one scene, which, um, according to uh, Ray, Rachel, she she says that's never happened. And I guess the director, he fought for that scene. It was just like, well, I'm sure you know, like in private, it's got it, it must have had happened at least once. And, um, you know, I, that's what I liked about the Jackie Robinson story, because they 
uh, I think before they even decided to um, sign him, Branch asked about like um, Jackie's court martial. Like, oh, he was an officer in the army. Well, he got court martialed. What happened? And um, I, I forgot what the actual incident was, but the response by Branch was basically, oh, he he just resents uh, segregation. You know, that's what it sounded like to him. And shout out to um, Jackie Robson. We have a little, little bit of connection. Both he and I served uh, in Fort Riley, Kansas. So there we go. And uh, my connection is uh, that uh, we both played for the Dodgers. How about that? Beat that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what did you think of the uh, – I, I touched upon it a little bit. Um, as a non-baseball fan, uh, I wanted your input on the actual baseball aspects of both of these films. Because I was, I was – as a baseball fan, I was sort of making fun of the Jackie Robinson story for just like just showing him swinging and showing no other players on the field usually. Uh, but as a non-baseball fan, did Forty Two sell you on the game at all, or, or you just were you just wanting to skip over that stuff? Uh, I liked them both uh, in okay. both movies. I mean, I I don't want to say impressed with the Jackie Robinson story, but I I kept in mind like, hey, this is 1950, and they're just showing us all the fun parts. You know, for those that may be not in, into baseball, I'm just like, hey, he hit another one. That's that's fun. You know, or you know him running to uh first base and he's trying to steal second like uh, i i thought it was fun you know it's it's about jackie so we're just gonna show like some of the things he he, he went through some of the confrontations that he had and 42 just kind of like you know made it a little bit more um like you know an actual story rather than just showing us you know these certain points and stuff so uh so i like that and 42 obviously you know it, it shows a little bit more of the the bad side uh, of things that he went through, you know, obviously the Jackie Robinson story is a little bit more cleaned up. Um, you know, it is for all ages. They do drop the end bomb. Like, I think one time in the Jackie Robinson story um, and God in 42, like uh, I, I completely forgot about like the little kid, you know, who's like sitting with his dad in Cincinnati, you know, and he starts joining in on, on like all the, uh, the heckling and all that. Yeah. You see someone, a kid, it's a little, it may be a little much dialing up to 11 because it's like, this is the first time this kid has ever heard that type of language. So in the span of like a minute, he goes from not really knowing what that word is to knowing that it's something that's going to cause another man pain. And it's, it's uh-huh. a way to make, feel someone, uh, feel lesser than what they are. Uh, that actually, that actually felt more like something that should have been in the Jackie Robinson story. Cause that to me felt too matter of fact, for 42 hmm. for film okay. because I actually liked to compare the two. I liked it a lot better uh, in the Jackie Robinson story where you're just seeing grown men. And I think there's an exchange with a man and his wife. And I think the wife sort of replaces the child, but instead she sort of makes fun of him uh, towards the film. Like for like, is she the wife? I, I thought that she was she just, just like a, a random person. I, I thought she was a random woman that, that just happens to be, you know, at the game because wasn't that same man sitting with like the other bigots earlier in the movie. <laughs> Did they confronted him like after a game? The bigots fan section. It's like a family section. Say so with the section of the bigots. I don't know. I mean, I just assumed it was wife because I felt like she was getting a little too handsy, and I felt like maybe she was. I read it as wife because it's like she was sick of hearing this guy's shit. Like she lived with him for years. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe she's a completely new person that was like putting him in his place. She did at one point 
I don't know if she was saying it sarcastically, but uh, I think wasn't she rooting Jackie on and that she would like give him a kiss or something? Mm-hmm. If yeah, so so I don't know. Like I, I feel like a comment like that in a 1950s household, you know, between a white man and a woman. I don't know. I feel like that could go very wrong. But yeah, I, I guess they were just trying to show like how Jackie Robinson was transcending like America. I guess I don't know. That, and they they put more of that. Uh, stuff more the, the the bigotry on the field in forty two like you have mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk who plays the Philadelphia manager they make him a real big focal point of this film uh, I don't know for better or worse I mean if it, if that's true I guess that guy earned his spot in history as like <laughs> being a bigot for life because even at the end of the film when they're saying like here's what happened to everyone else like <laughs> pretty much everyone was either an all star or went to the baseball hall of fame. Uh, then this guy, they're like, he never managed again. <laughs> it's like, what's that? <laughs> so I guess that's that's a victory. But um, I think one thing, 42, they probably were trying to, as you said, show a little bit more of the harsh realities of it than what Jackie Robinson's story could in 1950. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I was telling my wife, you know, one of the things I didn't, I was not in the mood to rewatch it again was because I was like, man, I don't know if I want to watch two hours of, you know, <laughs> we've already got Trump as president. And it's like, I just don't know. I know this is supposed to be inspiring. Well, I don't know if I want to be around these people. This, mm-hmm. you know, just yelling this stuff out. Um, but I do think, you know, the movie's entertaining enough. And I go back to, you know, I originally asked you about the baseball. I think one thing that 42 does much better, strangely, with having an actor and not the actual ball player, is they sort of explained how dynamic he was uh, to the game at that time. Uh, and I like one exchange on the field where he's. You know, he's he was very quick and elusive and always wanted to steal bases. And uh, you have a pitcher who, in both films, he does force to balk. In 42, mm-hmm. you have the pitcher look at him and be like, when I step off the mound, you're supposed to run back to third. Like, basically, you're supposed to be intimidated enough by me and not have the confidence in your athleticism that you, you're supposed to show respect to me and go back to mm-hmm. base when I look at you. Uh, I like that sort of... Uh, I guess the mind game aspect that Jackie Robinson was playing with, with people. I felt like 42 does a much better job of that where he was getting into players heads just, and like doing something that had not yet been done in the game with his, his physical abilities. I, I do like that scene too. And uh, I think uh, it was in the Jackie Robinson story when it first happens. Um, and they say it's a balk and it, they, both movies do it differently too it's mm-hmm. a different situation i had to look up what balk was well in 42 you, know, you I, have the kid who's like explained to his wife like here's what balk is which cra- as a baseball fan it cracked me up because i was just like come on yeah we know and then i was like oh wait this is this is a more mainstream film uh baseball is not as popular as it was in 1950 and so they put that in because otherwise you'd be like what the hell just happened i was he just dropped the ball why doesn't he just pick it up and throw him out but uh a balk um, <laughs> um, is extremely embarrassing. It is it is something to where you you win like the dumbass award if you're a baseball player. It, it rarely happens, so um, I think that's probably why they throw that in there to show how much uh, that Jackie affected that pitcher and just threw him off. And I, I um, the the way I found out what like balks looked like i went onto youtube and typed in like balk baseball <laughs> and it gave me like a compilation i was like let me watch some of this and um and just the reaction to some of the the box like i got it i understood you know and I, I think you you know kind of made it a little bit more clear to how embarrassing it is it would it's be kind of like uh in like, basketball if you shot a, it shacked in a fool 
right? Well, I would say if you shot it into the uh, the the wrong goal and scored for their team, if that you know it, it is something oh, that's right, just sort of unheard of. Off of that. Yeah, it's yeah. just unheard of. Yeah. There was one balk that I saw on YouTube where um, the, the balk uh, led uh, to a Indian scoring and ultimately like winning something big. You know, I was just like, oh, okay. So it's yeah, definitely embarrassing to the pitcher. Um, so yeah, very interesting there. I do like how Forty Two shows um, more of the the harm. You know, like during baseball, like he got uh, a ball pitched to his head because yeah, the Jackie Robinson story. There was very it, yeah, it was it was a little um, less physical. You know, on the field and the harm that other players uh, did to him. So you do see more of that uh, in Forty Two. Well, that's uh, also both... baseball. Um, yeah, because modern baseball, someone gets hit in the head, it's going to be on ESPN for a week. As far as you know, you mm-hmm. see it going on football, like concussion protocols. Like they're they're definitely worrying about long term effects on athletes. And I did think, like, huh, they're probably not as focused on that in 1950 because that's just part of the game. Like you know, it's just something mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. they, <laughs> you know, they didn't wear helmets. You know, they wore, they wore caps. There was no real, they didn't have the Barry Bonds like armor on their, like on the sleeve they're wearing in case they get beans. So I thought as a baseball fan, I'm like, okay, they're really emphasizing like even to modern baseball fans, like how violent the game used to be and the possibility of someone getting seriously hurt that they have tried to remove out of the game. Yeah. And both movies, uh, I, I found it very sad at, at different points, um, you know, just showing Jackie playing with his teammates. Like when he first joins Montreal, and he's told to you know go out into the field and just throw some uh, throw some balls around you know, with the other players. He goes to you know he's like he's like Rudolph, right? Trying to get into the reindeer games. Mm-hmm. He goes he joins like four or five different groups that, where they're not even trying to throw the ball towards him, bat the ball towards him, uh, which is just extremely sad because you see the smile and the look on his face. Like you know he he's on the field doing what he loves, and nobody wants him to play. And then uh, in 42, let's see. Oh, gosh, 42 did a very similar thing. It almost made me cry, really. But, um, you know, just, just well, seeing how sad it was. Adds uh, the the friendship with Pee Wee Reese, played by Lucas Black, who... Uh, yeah, a little bit later. Yeah, and then mentioning the, the scene when they're playing in Cincinnati, you know, uh, I, I like that um, Pee Wee goes... The death in, threats? The death threats. He's like, you know... Oh, like, yeah. I I want to you know I want to play but you know I I'm kind of worried about my safety because he he was from Kentucky so of course as a Kentuckian I'm watching this like oh great here we go again like Kentucky represented as like uh, the world's most vile hateful racist place um, however to be fair uh, since the Pee Wee Reese character is from Kentucky like the the move that he does the act that he does on the field with Jackie is really cool to see like he has this this thing where he's saying he wants he he knows that. There are a lot of people like from his area that probably hate what he's doing when he puts his arm around Jackie, but that he wants his family members in attendance to know what kind of a man he is. Uh, it was a really cool moment. Um, and also just the fact that, <laughs> I don't know, Lucas Black, uh, this is probably the one time where, you know, you get like an actor and you're like, there's just no way they're, they're an athlete. Well, in, in baseball, they very well could be. In baseball, <laughs> that's why it's America's pastime. All shapes and sizes. You could be five foot two and you could still be a star shortstop or second baseman so i was like lucas black playing a guy named Wee reese sure that works for me yeah it um that reminds me of the guy that plays shorty in jackie robson's story i liked him quite a bit he's like the comedic relief 
Did you like the uh, comedic relief in 42? There's a scene with, uh, and I apparently read that, um, let's see, the actor's name is uh, Hamish Linklater, who plays Ralph Branca, who was one of, I think was one of the only teammates that actually was a consultant on 42. Oh. Uh, he's the uh, the the pitcher that <laughs> there's. I mean, the most obvious comedic moment is when he comes in and asks why Jackie doesn't why he waits to take a shower after the rest of the team has mm-hmm. left, and he's trying to reach out and do something like Pee Wee Reese did, and he's like, "Come on, come take a shower with me." And then he's like, "Wait, no, that's <laughs> not what I meant." Uh, I, I I thought the film kind of needed some of those moments because you can't just constantly have it be. Uh, the world is racist. The world is racist. The world is racist. Like, I do think you need some moments of of levity um, that normally wouldn't work, but I kind of actually appreciated them in Forty Two, and I, I actually appreciate them in uh, the Jackie Robinson story too, as far as the comedic moments. Yeah, they, in both films, they they do a lot of very similar things, like the uh, giving him a um, a locker. You know, at first it's just it's just a hook with a uh, coat hanger, you know, and and then uh, ultimately he actually gets a gets a nice locker like everybody else does. Um, yeah, I, I had fun watching both of these movies. Uh, I I knew very little of the Jackie Robinson story. I actually saw Forty Two like when it came out on home release. I think again one of those times that I got the um, Netflix on DVD. And those were the days, man. You, you mentioned a lot yeah. on this podcast and I'm just like, man, the, the glory days Were were you podcasting during this or just watching no. movies? Oh, wow. Yeah. I was just watching movies. And again, before, and this is before my son got even, even older. So even with him as a baby, I was, I got to, um, yeah, watch a number of movies every week. And I, I just think like, well, what if I started like a year or two earlier, I could have had like all these more current movies. Mm-hmm. And maybe not be so much known for like uh, all my retro reviews, but yeah, um, I could have done something back then. This uh, episode brought to you once again by the Netflix DVD plan, like (laughs) (laughs) no one has. (laughs) I was actually looking at that again this morning. I remembered a conversation we had where I was like, I'm supposed to test this out at some point and report back to our listeners, but haven't, haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, I you know I was thinking how we normally sort of wrap up these shows is if you remade it a third time, but I don't. I me personally, I don't think we probably need a third version of the Jackie Robinson story. I think Forty Two is good enough for at least his baseball life. Now that you could probably make another one mm-hmm. about his life outside of baseball, um, because they don't really focus as much on that. <clears throat> but I was I was wondering, since you're not a baseball guy, uh, is there you know, is there a sports figure that you think deserves a movie that has been made yet, or one that was done really poorly that you'd like to see done better? Doesn't necessarily have to be obviously Jackie Robinson, but just another famous athlete. Hmm. I mean, nothing comes to mind. I I've yet to see like a really good Michael Jordan one. I know they had like a couple, you know, TV movies, and mm-hmm. um, but I mean, there's not one that I want to see like made into a story or anything like that, but there's one I like to recommend. It's the, I think it's called like the year of the Yao, you know, um, when, you know, my, my oldest son Phoenix, when he was, a uh, first started playing basketball, um, I seeked out like some documentaries, uh, cause you know, there's not like a whole lot of great basketball movies, though. One of our favorite movies that we like to watch together is glory roads. Uh, um, the one with, uh, Josh Lucas plays for, 
Is it Texas A&M? I, I, can't, I believe no, that's another that's right. uh, anti-Kentucky movie is thrown out there on how... Oh, yeah, <laughs> because the UK. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> oh, which, by the way, in the Jackie Robinson story, uh, see, in, in 42, they don't talk about his family, but you get like his mother and brother in uh, the Jackie Robinson story. But his brother apparently played for Oregon, you know, played football for Oregon or something like that. So they dropped that early on. So look there at that. Go. Maybe there's maybe that's they're, your they're movie. Very good. Very maybe good. focus on uh, Jackie's <laughs> brother and the the Oregon days. Mac Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, in my version of uh, it, but no, the, yeah. it would be how horrible the state of Oregon is and how mistreated he was there because you just are throwing shade <laughs> to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about Year of the Yow. Uh, the reason I, I played that for myself, well, I I had never seen it. And I didn't know like all the uh, all, all the crap that Yao was really going through, but it shows like the Houston Rockets how nobody was really on board and they didn't know who the hell this guy was. His teammates just making fun of him, getting crossed over, and all these things, and ultimately becoming like a very good player, you know. And so, um, you know, may- maybe I don't know if you could turn that into a, like an inspiring movie. I think it's great as a documentary as it is, but you know, something like that maybe. My movie, uh, probably starring Chadwick Boseman, because he's, uh, unfortunately for him, I, I think he's a good actor, but he's starred in a lot of uh, biopics up to this point, um, up to the Black Panther, really. I mean, he was in, he played James Brown and Get On Up. Um, oh, right. Yeah. He was in another movie called Marshall last uh, fall, last October, uh, playing Thurgood Marshall. Uh, I'm going to have him playing uh, Clyde the Glide Drexler in the story of your favorite, the Trailblazers, and we'll tie it into Michael Jordan because uh, I believe that was the reason why uh, they did not draft Jordan, right? They already had Drexler. Clyde, so. Yeah, that's the story. So, well, I, well, you, you don't want any Kentucky ties and just do like the Sam Bowie draft with uh, Jordan going at four? You don't want to do that? Sam Bowie will be in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're the consultants oh. on this. So, <laughs> so <laughs> my, you know, the title of the film will be How Kentucky Ruined the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> the Kentucky product. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, but I've always really liked that because uh, I, I think the 92 finals is when I got into the NBA. So, yeah, the Blazers and the Bulls, uh, that was really my, that was my first memory of following like an entire like final series. I'm sure I'd watch basketball before then, but that's when I started like making it a point to watch the NBA Finals every year. Um, mm. And I always sort of liked that relationship because uh, Drexler, I think it's hard to fault. It's hard to fault the Blazers because he could score. He could shoot. I mean, he was a great basketball player. Uh, and it's just the fact that he's he's one of many who was just going to come up in a time when Jordan overshadowed everyone. So I think there's a story to be told about people like that. Uh, that have those ties to Jordan. There was a uh, a documentary, I think it was an ESPN 30 for 30, uh, called The Brady Six. And it was about, mm. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, the quarterbacks taking ahead of Tom Brady in that draft, which uh, all credit to the people who participated in that, they were interviewed for it. Because you can't help but think like, okay, this is going to be kind of mean-spirited. Because it's like, hey, let's interview all the people who are, are shittier than this guy that came after. Mm. <laughs> and I always sort of like felt like those quarterbacks had a pretty good sense of humor. Be like, yeah, I was taken ahead of him, and he's awesome, and I'm not as awesome, but here's my story. So, Peter, that's that's what the story for Clyde Drexler and the Blazers. Jordan was better, yeah. but there's, there's still a story to be told there. 
Played by Chadwick Boseman, of course. Yeah, I guess it, it. He's better in terms of like, yeah, winning the championships, but their numbers were like almost identical. You know, so and it's, it's it, hard to fault. It's hard to fault the front yeah. office there. And um, you know, uh, once Clyde demanded to be traded, that's when he wins the ring in Houston. So there, there's always that too. See, uh, I wasn't going to go that far. I was not going to twist a knife on you, Peter. But no, it's all right. I was young enough. Um, but uh, I guess people are still talking about this damn uh, Durant and Odin thing. You know, I, I was actually arguing with a, 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 a co-worker the other day where he says that uh, Durant was the right pick. I go, no. I mean, everybody says that Odin was the right pick at the time. You know, nobody was going to know that he was going to freaking play like 82 games in five seasons. I, uh, I I was I was the, one of the Durant guys myself, but mm. uh that was only <laughs> well I I uh I have to admit I was probably uh, as a Celtics fan uh everything at the time coming out of course and the Celtics got the fourth pick so they weren't you know they were just crushed that they fell to fourth that year but uh Danny Ainge was like obsessed with Kevin Durant so everything on my like Celtics media was all Durant 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 how do we get uh. Durant so that was but I you know and I I've learned to trust Ainge look at uh, Tatum over Fultz it's been mm-hmm. great. Worked out. Hey, so. Yeah, I know. I would. Lo- I would love to have uh, Tatum. This um, has been Sports Talk Radio at Original Remake for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> this This is the new segment we th- thought we would incorporate uh, into the show here. Uh, it's remaking yeah, well, draft choices, is what it is. So. <laughs> I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, we should definitely do that in an episode. Uh, w- one last comment about Durant. We'll move on. But um, I, I did hear that Durant apparently did have the better workout for the Blazers, but. You know, again, it's one of those things they keep putting out. Ask any GM in the league at the time, and uh, they would—they all would have said, "Yeah, take Odin." I mean, it doesn't really matter. He's—he's a—he's not a true competitor. He would—he would have left for the Warriors anyway, or whoever was the equivalent <laughs> better team. So, right. what's it matter? Oh yeah, just like Aldridge, they're all snakes. <laughs> they are all snakes. Uh, and our my movie about the Blazers, uh, Peter's gonna have a cameo as someone that's you know yelling at Drexler or somebody on the sideline, <laughs> calling him a snake when he leaves for Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Original Remake. Peter, what about yourself? Uh, you guys can find me at or on Instagram and Twitter at Paul Stalgic, where I do a number of like retro reviews. Um, this uh, Brian Hagelin, the uh, the director of this film, I, you know, I've done some movies that actually that he's done as well. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street Four, uh, A Knight's Tale, even, and you know, in a few more months here, we'll be tackling the uh, Taking a Pelham One Two Three. So he also did that. We may have actually already recorded that one, so we know for sure that we'll be tackling it. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get our Denzel fix in. Uh, You can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, at War Machine Horse. Uh, I don't think I really have much in the way of sports uh, episodes, nothing too consistent, maybe uh, one here or there. Um, But, yeah, I know for sure we did a Moneyball one on War Machine versus War Horse. That was like our third episode, so if you want to go way back, uh, there are some sports movies uh, in there, but uh, yeah, check out that show and uh, some of the other stuff I do. You'll find it on that Twitter account at War Machine Horse. Well, and one more uh, shameless plug here. You like Denzel and boxing. I cover the hurricane. So that's a little bit more recent. Always got to talk little... on the plugs. Don't yeah. You? Hey, well, I mean, they don't have to go as far to find that episode. You said episode <laughs> three out of War Machine? Like, th- this was probably three episodes ago, you know, that you could probably find. <laughs> yeah, that was more like four years ago. Uh, so, yeah. 
But, you know, it's number three. So just do reverse order, hit that download. You know what? Just subscribe and listen to all of them until you get Start to all it. Start all over. Have Yeah. <laughs> um, if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now, we would much appreciate it. Uh, hit that subscribe button at your pod player of choice. And uh, we'll be back again. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about next time. I'm sure it's on the schedule, but I don't have it in front of me. So you know what? Just subscribe and you'll find out as soon as it pops up on your phone. Yeah, and please leave a, a rating. It's, it's it's really helping us out. I feel uh, because we got enough. Um, re- well, we got enough ratings that we are a uh, a five star podcast at this time. We so already were. Peter. If you want us to come on, we're already well, five stars. Yeah. All right. Hey, I don't want to be so <laughs> modest, but uh, hey, you guys are really helping us out. So help us uh, continue getting those five stars by supporting us um, on the reviews. <laughs>